Good morning and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Call. We are aware that stress is everywhere. You wake up in the morning to the sound of your phone's alarm blaring and you sense adrenaline throughout your system. You might get another hit as you scroll through the newspapers and find the latest globe or the local disaster. At times, it appears there are threats everywhere. They are real or imagined. And the body and the mind react according to those threats in a number of ways. Your heart can speed up. You may feel sweaty, hyper-focused, or simply avoid whatever happens to the unpleasant in the moment. We all thought that technology would make our lives easier. However, instead of getting our life better and easier, we find it's not so. We are inundated with packets of data, much of which is irrelevant. Facebook tells you long-lost friends are doing on vacations. Google reminds you of holiday potluck we are supposed to attend. And you can endorse professionals on LinkedIn in the hope that they will endorse you. Twitter professionals on summarize, cut out the day's news into tidy sentences. And the device on your wrist reports that you had 45 minutes of rest and sleep. Email has become a to-do list that you cannot create and did not create. And the plethora of apps at your fingertips helps you navigate your shopping more easily, provide minimal payoff. Your inability to step up the information flow. Much at work may be required to stay plugged in. But you cannot get physically or psychologically away from your phone at any time. And it helps you become more stressed. Most of us have seen this hyperactivity a cause of stress. The stress is basically a gradual process. There are three stages of process. I'm not going into the psychological and philosophical definition of stresses. But what I like is to say is that it's a non-specific adaptation of our brain and body to any demand or problem. It's not specific. You don't know it. So I like to call stress journal adaptation syndrome. And what is GAS? Then is alarm, resistance, exhaustion. The first stage is alarm. You have got physiological reaction, hormonal, neurological, cardiovascular. And you move into a fight or flight, freeze or run, response to survival. Second is resistance. It's a psychological and physiological attempt to overcome the stress. And this is all well and good if the cause of the stress resolves. If not, 
then the cortisol will continue to be produced. Result, poor sleep, increased illness, anxiety, weight gain, and poor cognitive functioning. The third stage is exhaustion. And that's a way to the burnout. Fortunately, most of us now live without the threat of saber-toothed tigers. That time is past. We are no longer hunters. But we have faced long commutes, harsh emails, striving for the almighty dollar, and enhanced self-esteem. These are all the causes of stress. And they result in the same internal reaction as when we are confronted with something which is life-threatening. Stress itself is not the issue. It's chronicity and its severity and our response to it is the issue. Stress is normal. So stress itself is acceptable, but the way you respond to it, the way you let it overpower you, is a major, major problem. Thus, as I said, GAS leads to burnout. And what is the symptom of a burnout? First is emotional exhaustion. Emotionally overextended and exhausted by the work and life. This is common for the people, helping professionals when they reach a point where they are no longer able to give themselves anything. That second most important part is depersonalization. You develop a negative, cynical attitude and treat others as objects. You begin to see others as deserving their problems. This view is particularly tied to emotional exhaustion. Third is sense of low personal accomplishment. You feel you are incompetent, you are inefficient, you are inadequate. You feel unhappy, dissatisfied with yourselves and with your performance. And that leads to learned helplessness and chronic bitterness. And all this affects your personal life and your work, makes you miserable, affects your relationship, decreases productivity. Now, having seen this, what stress is, what are the stages, and what's the result? Whether it's depersonalization, whether it's mental exhaustion, whether it's low personal accomplishment, how to manage it. It's not easy, but it's not very difficult as well. You can manage your step stress in six steps. So it's a six-step way. It's like a six-step ladder which you want to go to loft. First is Make a list of your personal stressors. Realize that these stresses can overlap and they over, do overlap. One can have an acute economic problem, a chronic health issue. You might have a back pain due to an injury or a stressor may be both internal and external. Your conflict with your spouse can give you a stomach. So write down what causes your stress. What are your stressors? Is your work, is your response, is your personal life, is your kids, whatever. So writing them down will help you 
deconstruct them, make them less fearful, less overwhelming, and more manageable. Because what you are doing is you are externalizing what is internal to you. You don't have to be them. You can simply have them. And remember, stresses are not infinite; they are always finite. So once you have written down and defined them, whether they are worth bothering about, when you write down that this has caused you stress, you will think, "Wow, what a fool I am!" And next time you would not be stressed. Second is determine which stresses can change and which you cannot. As I told you earlier, start the filtration process. You have written down maybe there are six or seven, so you start filtering. Identify their intensity, their impact on you, and once you identify stressor that cannot be changed, you will identify whether they can be changed. They are within your control or not within your control. If something is not within your control, why bother about it? And if it's within your control, do it. So you will look at those stressors differently. You will see whether a problem is a challenge. That you want to overcome, or is it a learning opportunity? Many times, the things which we feel as obstacles are an opportunity for us. You would also see when you want to determine what stresses can change. When a task that gives you a sense of accomplishment. So first is making a list. Second is. Stress filtration: What you can do and what you cannot do, and prioritize them, and make, and ensure that they become opportunities rather than challenges. Then do one small thing. You see, can you come up with a small, manageable way of beginning that stress or stressor? Every stressor can be dealt with differently. If you combine them together, there are problems. So make sure the action you are going to take is stated in positive and concrete terms. You have identified the stressors. You have put it something in your control. Then see what the challenge is, and take one step at a time. Think about what you are going to do, rather than what you won't do. Set a time to start, and set a time to finish. Deadlines, beginning, ending. Don't try to do too much. Remember, baby steps would reduce your stress because you have accomplished something. It's a huge task, so you take one step, maybe one percent, but then okay, you have done one percent, or five percent, or ten percent. So those small steps are the key. You start jumping ahead, you are destroying yourself. The fourth. Action. Build a support network. No man is an island to himself. Let's not forget it. You need a support group. You need a network. So, can you identify your inner and outer resources for getting support and managing? For example, if you are feeling burned out from work, consider making a list of your internal resources. What are your steps? It's like. A SWOT analysis: Make a list of the people, places, activities that can give you external support. Internal support will come from you within once you have identified the stressor. 
filtered them and start taking steps. Then external sport. Maybe you are getting overweight, so you want to exercise and you need an exercise buddy. You are feeling bad, you want a friend to vent on regularly. You do an online research to meet up with somebody to fill the need. Quite possible. It might you might belong to a group. You're alcoholic. That causes you stress. Why not join Alcoholics Anonymous? So monitor and write down those times when you were feeling a little bit better. Monitor whatever you do to do something for a change. Maybe there are small activities that will nurse you. Maybe you like your cappuccino cup in the morning and you stop doing it and that causes stress. So small activities can help you. And then your network. Remember another thing. Start breathing. Start breathing properly. The breath is always with you. And small start schedule too much, likely. And that will harm you. So the main thing is do things piecemeal, one at a time, one after the other. But piecemeal does not mean cutting out. Trying to do something small helps you. Trying to do too much results in you not being do anything. And then you start worrying to pull the covers over your head. So next is, I talk about the stressors. But what causes stressors? Identify the triggers. Can you become mindful of your automatic and habitual reaction to the stressor? Stressor is caused by something, but trigger is most important. What shows up in your experience, in terms of your thoughts, in terms of your emotions, body sensations, behaviors and impulses to act? So write this down if you can, using the web of reactivity. Every trigger, what's your reaction and what caused it. Trigger is what caused it. After you have made the list, ask yourself where and how you might bring your inner strength, your mindfulness to these reactions. Perhaps stopping or taking a breath, perhaps attending to your body sensations or bringing curiosity into experience may disrupt the tendency and it may not spiral into stress. It may remain a tiny problem. Finally, don't forget everything changes. If something is causing you stress today, maybe by tomorrow it will have no value at all. By itself, time will bury it, bury it dead. Change is inevitable. So is stress. So are these triggers. So are your reactions. Remind yourself of this. Get a leading breathing room. If nothing else, take this approach at least till the problem passes. And you can be sure that time heals everything and time solves everything.
But that doesn't mean start procrastinating. These six steps, properly and disciplinedly done, will enable you not to be stressed, will enable you to get over the worst possible situations. Let me tell you, I'm talking it from my personal experience. These six steps are the finest way of self-disciplining to identify the triggers, destroy those triggers, meet them, to identify the stresses, filter them, to take your breath easily, breathe, think, cut your problem into pieces, take one piece at a time, and you will not be stressed, and you will not be burnt out, and you'll be a better human being. And that's what you want. Thank you.